Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by the East Baton Rouge Parish School System, inspiring humanity through transformational learning in the classroom and community. Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry-based credential along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org. And by Three Roll Estate Craft Rum Distillery, crafting premium rum from their own Louisiana sugar cane, Three Roll is cane to glass. From Mansur's on the Boulevard, we're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal. It's business, Baton Rouge time. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. It's been more than a decade since microbreweries and craft distilleries began to emerge on the scene with a real presence. And in the years since, their number and popularity have continued to grow. Consider that back in 2010, there were 1,800 microbreweries in the U.S. Today, there are nearly 9,000. Meanwhile, craft distilleries are growing at an annual rate of more than 11% and today number nearly 2,300, including some right here in Baton Rouge. With me today to discuss this is Olivia Stewart, Chief Operating Officer of Three Roll Distillery, a craft distillery located in downtown Baton Rouge that specializes in a variety of rums made from sugarcane, sourced and grown right across the river at Olivia's Family Plantation in West Baton Rouge Parish. Olivia's family has owned and operated Alma Plantation since 1859. Her childhood on the farm instilled a passion for all things sugarcane, and eventually that led to rum. When the pandemic hit, she moved back home to operate the family distillery, which previously was called Caneland Rum, and she has since changed its name to Three Roll Estate. The name refers to a three-roll mill, a type of sugar mill that has been used in sugar production for more than a century. And today, three-roll distills an array of rums from their own fields and mills, and we're excited to talk to Olivia about it. And three-roll is a new sponsor about to lunch. So, Olivia, welcome and thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Joining me and Olivia is Cami McGee, Chief Operating Officer of Tin Roof Brewing, a craft brewery also located in downtown Baton Rouge. Cammie's husband, William McGee, co-founded Tin Roof in 2010, and in the years since, it has grown into Baton Rouge's largest craft brewery with local distribution at restaurants and grocery stores and a popular tap room. Tin Roof produces a variety of beers, some year-round, some seasonal, including such perennial favors as its Voodoo and its Pale Ale. Lately, the brewery is shifting its focus to a more taproom-centric format that specializes in niche beers and flavored beers. Cammy officially joined the Tin Roof team in 2017, though she had been involved from the beginning, pitching in with whatever needed help and marketing and social media. Today, she oversees all the day-to-day operations from label design to production scheduling and shipping to payroll. Cammy is originally from Lafayette and has a business degree from the University of Louisiana, and she juggles her duties at Tin Roof with raising two children. So, Cammie, it's a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And it's so much fun because y'all know each other. Y'all are sort of in the same realm, mm-hmm. and you make a great a great pair of guests. Olivia, tell me, how did you get into the distillery business? I mean, when you were growing up, that really wasn't part of the plan, right? No. Uh, I didn't grow up drinking rum, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> um, it was not. It was actually uh, my cousin... Uh, around 2013 
came up with the idea, mm-hmm. and uh, they started Caneland, which opened in 2017 uh, with my family's support, and of course, Alma being the source of everything that we distill and ferment. So uh, then we changed our name in 2019. Um, That was just for trademark reasons. And uh, I didn't take over until actually COVID started. So that kind of was the impetus. And I think we had your cousin on a while back when y'all were under the old name. And is he no longer with the company? And, And you're sort of running the show now. Correct. Yes. He's stepped back and I am now at the helm. Um, I bet there's been an interesting learning curve there. Yes. My background is in art (laughs) and contemporary art. Uh, I studied art business at College of Charleston. I got my master's at Sotheby's in London uh, in art business. So um, a little bit of a curveball got thrown when the pandemic hit. And I was living in New York uh, with my fiance uh, at the time. And Um, pursuing that career and we thought wow this is horrible in this apartment in March in New York uh, being holed in so let's ride this out down on the farm where it's warm and it'll just be a few weeks right so and and here we are a couple years later (laughs) and we are making rum great story great great fallback there to have you know we got a plantation we got sugar cane why not back to the roots and Cammy, so you also um, joined your husband's brewery not originally part of the plan or maybe it always was well Um, i guess at some point that was the ultimate goal um but in the beginning we william started the business with his best friend right before we got married okay now he um decided at some point during our engagement that he didn't want to be an attorney and he wanted to open a brewery how much and fun. So, oh, yeah. And Tin Roof has really established itself it and has. taken root in Baton Rouge. It has. Not only as a popular brand, but for the tap room. Yes. Like we mentioned. A yes. lot of people go hang out there. You can do yoga there. It's um, it's a it's a fun area. We've got a great um, setup, a great yard. Um, it's easy to bring your kids. There's not a whole lot of outdoor areas where you can walk around with your dog, your children, that kind of stuff, and then enjoy either a food truck and beer so we are very lucky actually to have that um but yeah we've been working with the community for tw- 12 years i guess this yeah, year right and um we really tried to set our roots and do what we can wherever we can in baton rouge and so as i mentioned when i was introducing y'all and you know on paper at least the the microbreweries and craft distilleries are really still growing around the country. Are y'all seeing that in Baton Rouge? Are you sensing that, you know, because, and I used to write about you both at the Business Report and always exciting things were happening. Um, Are you feeling that growth or did the pandemic kind of slow things down or? The pandemic definitely slowed things down for us. Um, When I came in, it was, you know, right at the beginning of it. And um, it was a very tough 18 months mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I say 18 months because you know I feel I felt the shift and I don't know about you but um, right around spring 21 things started opening back up and uh, we didn't get the same um, kind of exception that restaurants did um, in staying open you know certain percentages or something like that but um, but now I mean it feels like businesses booming and things are back and people want to get back out and um really reintroducing it was an opportunity for us especially to reintroduce 
three real estate, um, especially with the new brand and um, new, new management, and new owner. Yeah, same ownership, but yeah, right, right, uh, right. New label and new look, and even some improved recipes. So, how many um, varieties are y'all distilling and producing? Types of rum. Mm-hmm. Um, we produce ten right now. Wow. Uh, eight are in distribution. Um, and that includes anything from regular molasses rum, which 90% of rum is made from molasses. Uh, we make all of ours uh, from Alma molasses. We use the highest grade, which is a really special opportunity that we have. Um, so white, aged, then we have our spiced rum, our red stick rum, an ode to uh, our town, it's uh, cinnamon rum, and then uh, we have our agricole rums, which are made from cane juice, which is super premium and really rare to be able to make. And we're one of the only, actually probably the only commercial producer of it, um, single estate mm-hmm. uh, in the country. So cool. Mm-hmm. And and maybe you're working on an aged rum, like a 10-year yes, <laughs> rum yes. or something that we'll be able to taste in a few years. Exactly, right? yes. We have some agricole in, in the barrels and... and of eight. We have an aged drum out in the market already. Excellent. So. Cammie, what are y'all making at Tin Roof? And, and what's in high demand right now? And sort of where's the market going? Well, hazy, hoppy, IPAs, APAs are still kind of at the top of the priority list. Um, but I have seen a, a shift, especially coming into the summer months. People are looking for pilsners, lagers, sours. You know, I don't think it's going to change overnight i think especially in louisiana people want their super hoppy hazies hmm. but um i am excited to see people leaning a little more towards you know other styles yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been in- interesting and sours um have done really well in the past i guess two months our, yeah. our sales have really gone up on those styles so is your husband the broom master oh, he is not no is not. actually okay. no 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 um our brewmaster is jeremy waters he has been in brewing for quite a while he's local um he came on almost a year ago i think um our head brewer got an opportunity in austin she's great we wish her well in austin um and then he came on and he's been amazing um, fantastic but no william William is not the head brewer. He's the business. Luckily, he's luckily a businessman. Like you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> okay. yes, definitely. Because it's not easy to make beer, it and is, especially when you start talking about all these specialty right. niche it's, products, right? Right. It's it's strenuous. It's a lot of um, graining in, graining out. Um, and it seems like with beer too, like I know a big difference in the two of our worlds is um, beer is just constantly in flux. It seems like, or you can drop new flavors and. Uh, whereas with spirits, um, it's much more highly controlled and, you know, more labor because there is a whole extra distilling step. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so we're not, uh, we don't have kind of seasonal drops as much. Or Yeah, our um, brewing process is usually if it's an ale, it's about a two and a half week turnaround. Uh-huh. And we can do small batches, as, as small mm-hmm. as 10 barrels and up to, you know, 60 barrels. So we have the kind of an advantage to like pump them out a little quicker, mm-hmm. um, play around, play around with them. Actually, our current distiller Hector Borja, he came from the world of brewing. Okay, and I think it took him a little second to adjust to not being able to just on a whim create like a mango, yeah, gooseberry <laughs> sour or something. <laughs> I don't know. How did how did you 
learn how to make rum, Olivia? Or do you know? Have you? I do. I can't. I wouldn't feel safe uh, operating the stills on my own. <laughs> um, but I had to roll up my sleeves and and just dive in, and it was just sink or swim. You yeah. know, I didn't have an option. I did have a background of working in some high-end craft cocktail bars in New Orleans long ago. So I had a palate. Um, I understood the the process, but mm-hmm. it was, uh, I had to learn quickly. I didn't <laughs> have an option. And actually my husband um, had a knack for brewing, home brewing in the past and our former distiller trained him. And so he's been um, head distiller for some time mm-hmm. and just won some awards. Excellent. At an international competition, several in fact. So it's really an all hands on deck family affair, yeah. kind of similarly. Familiar with that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Definitely. We actually um, we uh, bought some barrels, or you guys gave us some barrels yeah. to age some beer recently. So we've, you know. And then we took it back and distilled yeah. it to yeah. try and make something. That's right. It was, it's an ongoing experiment. Uh-huh. It sounds like a lot <laughs> of friendly fun. neighbors. Yeah. Sure. Um, Cammy. Tell me about your distribution. I mean, how much how much are y'all selling? I mean, I see it at restaurants. Or? Right. So we are um, in Louisiana. We were previously in Texas before COVID, um, but as far as we're still licensed in Texas. So from Texas to Florida, the Panhandle of Florida. That's you know our our area right along the bottom. Um, but our main um, customers are baton rouge new orleans Mm -hmm. and um actually we've been growing a lot in the florida panhandle so and so you sell bottles cans we sell cans restaurants we do so we do grocery stores restaurants um and we do 12 ounce cans and draft okay yeah cans are definitely the way to go now you don't really see too too many bottles are the logistics hard to shift over to that I guess. Um, we did have a bottler at one point, mm. um, just with glass and. Oh, it I makes know. More sense. No need <laughs> yes. to, yes, to yes. tell me about that. Um, um, it's a better vessel yeah, for yeah. beer. Yeah. So, how much beer do you make a a, a week, a month? I don't know. How do you well, quantify it? It kind of you know with the seasons, it kind of mm-hmm. goes up and down. Um, a week, we're probably doing. About 60 barrels a day on brewing days, which is usually just four days, three to four days a week. Mm -hmm. Um, And we kind of brew to order. So basically we get our orders in a month ahead of time and we plan plan our month out that way. And and what is your production line like? Um, So production-wise, I mean, we're definitely ramping up. Actually, Mm -hmm. we're um, having the best year we've ever had, which is amazing. Um, let's see, all of our measurements are different (laughs) in how we, so I guess you could say we're pumping out, um, let's see, we talk improved gallons, but probably a pallet Mm -hmm. a week at least, which is 88 cases. And it's done right there in downtown Baton Rouge? Yes. Like you bring the sugar cane over from the farm? Yeah, so we'll bring the molasses, uh, or the cane juice if it's harvest season. We can Mm -hmm. only use that, um, during harvest. Okay. Uh, But we have the molasses from 20 miles away, uh, where I grew up, and from pitching yeast into the molasses to bottling uh, is probably about five, six days. Do y'all give tours? We do. It would be fascinating to come see. Absolutely. Um, One thing that I'm really proud of since 
taking over is revamping our tour experience. So uh, you, on our tour, you get to crush cane through a three-roll mill. Nice. Uh, so, and really understand why we're called three-roll estate. Um, taste sugar, fresh sugar cane juice, which you'll be shocked how many Louisianians <laughs> haven't. It's so upsetting for me. Um, and then uh, you get to taste straight out of uh, one of our barrels uh, and learn how to do that with a barrel thief. Sounds um, like much fun. Yeah, it's really a great experience. We get so much good feedback. And then, of course, a uh, tasting of our spirits, maybe the most important part. And y'all have a tasting room also that's open to the public? Yes. But it's not a bar because there are legal restrictions on how much you can sell, right? Well, that's, something like we can that. only sell what we make okay. um, as manufacturers. And it's gotcha. the same for breweries. Um, and that can be really restricting as far as, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we only want to sell our rum. But say if we have a private event, which is so um, crucial for our business models and cash flows, um, whether you're a brewery or a distillery. Mm-hmm. But right now, if we host a private event, say a wedding, which we do often, uh, they'll have to be willing to only serve our rum uh, at their wedding, which many are. It's a very cool experience. Uh, But legally, um, it really places a lot of challenges for us manufacturers that we can't, you know, I'd love to be able to serve tin roof beer. Sure, sure. to to our private guests but Mm -hmm. um so it is it's a finicky industry with many interesting old laws that do uh, place some challenges you're listening to out to lunch i'm stephanie regal i'm talking to olivia stewart of three roll estate distillery and cammy mcgee of tin roof brewing cammy and that's the same thing like with the distributors for beer isn't that right or the wholesalers sure cammy like all sorts of rules they're protecting there are the so different there's yeah Louisiana the has a three-tier system and um you know the manufacturer the distributor the customer so we are under the same sh- restriction we can only serve our product in our tap room mm-hmm. um there is a percentage I think that you're supposed to stay within um I want to say it's 10 percent something like that right yeah we're well within it, it um that hasn't been too restricting for us but there are certainly laws and restrictions. Would I love them to change? Yes. But I mean, <laughs> look, we're doing what we can. Absolutely. We just got to work together. Yeah. Yes. You got to work what yeah. we were in talking the about. system. <laughs> and I know that market research kind of shows that the fastest growth in, in the microbrewery world, um, Cami, are, are like flavored and low alcohol varieties. Are y'all developing some of those or seeing that in what you make and sell? Well, we have seen whenever, you know, seltzers and high noons and that kind of stuff hit the market a few years ago, that definitely kind of took off and, you know, it takes away a little bit of market Mm -hmm. share, shelf space, that kind of thing. Um, We thought about looking into it and doing seltzers, but I think that if we do it, and we probably will at some point, we're eventually going to get beat down hard enough to get a seltzer out there. It'll probably just be taproom only. We probably won't put it into the market. How big are y'all's respective companies in terms of employees? Um, Is it just a handful? I now have uh, 12 employees, 12 to 15, depending on hourly. Front front office, back of house, production, everything, marketing, sales team. Um, And we're only in Louisiana right now. We were out west in some states, but pulled back because of the pandemic Mm -hmm. and. Um, yeah, we're small but mighty. 
<laughs> and what about Tin Roof? Uh, we're yeah. similar. We probably have between part time and full time about ten production employees, and then yeah. about ten tap room employees. Mm-hmm. It's a small operation. We're not we're not huge, but um, y'all sure do a lot. Give yeah. the size. <laughs> we do. What about the, the the marketing and the advertising? I mean, how important is that? I know it's always important, but I mean, yeah, um, it's top, 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 top priority. Um, I mean, I don't think either of us would be able to be successful if we didn't have good product, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and local product, and you know, that's so huge to our marketing. Um, the, nor- the narrative, the story, the right? The story is huge. I mean, huge. for Alma and, and Three Rolls, Absolutely. Um, and educating people as well, as great as the story is, it's also, what is single estate? You know, it's the fact that we own the cane, the mill, and the distillery. Uh, completely under one family mm-hmm. um, and so we control that entire process uh, and also education about rum you know yeah. rum isn't bourbon it bourbon's the hot ticket right now we do have a whiskey with a bourbon mash it's called OMFW okay <laughs> just so everyone knows um, but really our single estate products are the rum mm-hmm. because it's sugarcane and those roots run so deep my family's history and I just think it's so interesting how rum could be uh, such a big uh, thing for Louisiana culture because of our sugarcane. Of course. Um, and we're this small pocket in the world that grows amazing sugarcane because of the Mississippi Delta. Better than Florida. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just actually went on my honeymoon um, to the Caribbean, to Martinique, where wow. uh, this style of cane juice rum comes from. And I visited some sugarcane farms and, and talked to the growers there and the farmers there. And they were just like, gosh, you can't compare our sugar content to yours because Louisiana is just the best place to grow um, sugarcane because, you know, the perfect environment, the soil that you have. So it really is something so special that we have here Yeah, uh, with rum being this really amazing interesting new expression of it and are the products that you use in the beer cami are those locally grown or Uh, it's a little bit of everything it's a little bit of everything but uh the majority no i mean hops don't really grow very well in louisiana that's more of a northern cold weather Mm -hmm. mountain kind of thing um but, you know, we try to. We try to do a lager, um, a rice lager with local rice. And, you know, we've, yeah. we've definitely, that as one. much as we can, yeah. we will. And there are some great craft breweries throughout the Gulf South. You there know, are. Including there are. yours and yes, and some and several of the other ones as well. The yeah. competition is way fiercer in the yeah. craft brewing world <laughs> than it is for us. It definitely is. But, I mean, honestly, people in the craft brewing world, we all get along very well. It's not such like a competitive spirit. Um, at least it's a, at least it's friendly competition. Is, is is so? How do your sales break up in terms of, you know, canned packages in the grocery store versus restaurants versus well, that, tap room? That has actually changed dramatically since since COVID. Um, whereas before we were selling way more draft. We were a draft heavy brewery. Um, mm-hmm. When at New Orleans kind of shut down for so long a lot of those restaurants didn't open back up just you know the way distributors order is different Mm -hmm. they're a little more conservative and I mean I completely understand that whenever whenever COVID shut us down they they got stuck with a bunch of beer in their warehouses that they could not move um but we did see a huge increase in package sales 
grocery stores, even some restaurants move more towards package now. Um, it's just a different product. The price, the margins are completely different, obviously. You know, you yeah. have a can, a lid, a label, a tray, you know, extra production employees. So it's different, but it definitely has changed over the past two years. So real quick, before I have to let y'all go, what's sure. on the horizon for your respective companies? Um, actually, we have some pretty big things on the horizon that I can't yet discuss, <laughs> oh, but okay. um, stay tuned. Okay. Uh, it'll be happening this year. Um, you know, we're just getting some more national attention and we'll be growing uh, much more as we educate not just Louisianians, but America about uh, American rum. Very exciting. And what about Tin Roof? Look, we're trekking along. We're just going to be pumping out beer, <laughs> working on the tap room. Um, really, that's it. We have some new season, a new seasonal coming out. Um, we're just trying to catch up with that's Tin right. Roof. Yeah. Oh, right. I'm sure. I'm sure. And then we're trying to collaborate more on our neighborhood. Yeah. Kind of. We just did Froggy Mo, Art mm-hmm. Hop, um, which Tin Roof spearheaded, and we joined in and we just really want to activate that area of Baton Rouge because we love it here. Awesome. Well, Olivia Stewart and Cammie McGee, it's encouraging to see two bright young entrepreneurs at the helm of businesses in a field that I think for a long time was dominated by men. So thank you for bringing your concepts to Baton Rouge and for sharing your insights and ideas with me today on Out to Lunch. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Cheers to that. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Olivia Stewart of Three Roll Estate and Cammie McGee of Tin Roof Brewing. We had to edit this show to fit into the time slot here on WRKF. You can hear our unedited conversation and learn more about Three Roll Estate and Tin Roof Brewing by going to our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast anywhere you get podcasts and on our website, it's batonrouge.la. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from the show on it's batonrouge.la and on our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge social media. Photos are taken by Eric Otts. You can find more of Eric's photos on Instagram at, at Acro, that's A-C-R-E-A-U-X. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show was engineered by J.T. O'Neill. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you around the table at Mansour's again next week for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansour's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily, 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. And by the East Baton Rouge Parish School System, inspiring humanity through transformational learning in the classroom and community. Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry-based credential along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org. And by Three Roll Estate Craft Rum Distillery, crafting premium rum from their own Louisiana sugarcane. Three Roll is cane to glass. 
Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. 